Today I want to ask you a question. Have you ever had some guests coming over to your house or maybe planning to have a party at your house? You ever have that? Yeah, we all have it, right? At some point, we, you know, we're going to... Now, before the people come, before the party happens or the guests arrive, what needs to happen in the house? What needs to happen? Preparation. What kind of preparations? Well, yeah, you want the place to be presentable. So do you have like a particular job when someone's coming over? Just help. What, what else will we need to do? Someone's got to do the cooking, right? You don't want me to do the cooking. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want me doing the cooking. What else? Yeah, you need to do other preparations. You got to have stuff ready for when the people get there. You got to have lots of decorations to make it look. Well, you got to make the place look festive, don't you? If you have no decorations, people walk in and go, is this really a party going to be here today? Right? You don't want yeah. that to happen. You have to set the table, get everything ready. You know, when, when we used to have something when I was a kid, we all had our jobs to do. We all had our separate jobs to do to, to make the house ready to receive our guests. And it sounds like it's the same thing still. Everybody would have a different job. So, you know, like someone would have to cook and someone would have to clean. And, you know, like I would have to go like do the yard and make sure the lawn was mowed or the leaves were raked and do all of those different things so that when our guests arrived, we could show them some hospitality and let them come to our home and present our home as something beautiful. That's important, isn't it? You know, it's one of those things that we don't think about very often, but there's something that I've noticed in my life. And there's, I wonder if you've noticed this too. There's something that I've noticed that when we welcome guests and when we bring people to our home, it takes a lot of work, doesn't it? Yeah. It takes a lot of planning and it takes, and it needs to be like organized and everything has to happen. So now of you sitting here, how many of you have made your first reconciliation? So a lot of you have already gone to, to confession at least once. Think about what you just heard St. John the Baptist say. Now, who's St. Who's John the Baptist? Who was he? Who was he? He was Jesus' cousin. And, you know, I always wondered, like, when Jesus and John the Baptist were growing up, like, what kind of games maybe they played or what they kind of things that they did together. But they were cousins, so they knew, them, knew each other since they were babies, Right. But what's different about St. John the Baptist, especially the one that we heard about today, because he's obviously, they're obviously no longer little kids. What was different about this John the Baptist today? What, what did St. What did Mark tell us in the gospel? You got a thought, I can see it, it's coming. It's about to burst out. What was different about this John the Baptist? In the lake? Not quite, it was close, but it's the opposite of a lake. No, he wasn't in Egypt. Jesus was the one that went to Egypt, but we're getting closer. The ocean. Well, we're getting further and further away from... What's the opposite of an ocean or a lake or a... He was by a river. Okay, I'll give you... You knew there had to be water because he was baptizing, right? But he was in the wilderness. He was out in the... He was by the Jordan River, but he was in the desert. Have you ever been in a desert? Yeah, you thought about that for a second. going, yeah, I've been in a desert. No, you haven't. You had to think about that. I've been in, I've been in deserts. And I've got to tell you something about deserts. They're not fun. They're just not fun. There's no life. So when there's a river, that's kind of really important when there's a river because, well, they, water, we need water to live, right? And so St. John the Baptist found this place out in the middle of no place, and he was baptizing. Why did people go to see him? Why did people go to see him? What was he asking them to do? What was he asking them to do? 
believe in God. Oh, please, believe in God. He, he wanted everybody, but he wanted them to believe in something specific as well. Who was it that he, they wanted him to believe in? There's actually a way for water to be in the desert. There's a way for water to be in the desert, yeah. and it's not a mirage? That actually you put ice cubes out and let them sit for one night, and then it, like, melts. That's a good point. You know, I hadn't thought about that. We're going to put some ice cubes in the desert overnight so that they'll melt and there'll be water in the morning. Yeah, you should be an engineer someday. You got your NASA shirt on, so maybe you'll put a man on the moon again. But anyhow, so St. John the Baptist was calling on the people to believe in God, but specifically he said that there's somebody that's going to come along, his cousin, to believe in Jesus Christ. But he was telling the people to do something. He was telling them to do something. Well, baptize, but his baptism isn't the same as Jesus' baptism. It was a little different. But he used a specific word that he wanted people to do. He wanted them to repent. Have you ever heard the word repent? What does the word repent mean? What does the word repent mean? To think back, which is actually a very good translation of it, to think back about what you did, but also to think forward about what you should be doing, right? Of changing things in your life. So think about the sins that you committed. So like when you go to confession, you do an examination of conscience and you get yourself ready. But think about this now. Think about this because this is, this is key. St. John the Baptist was saying, get ready because a special guest is coming. A very special guest is going to come. Get ready. He's, that's what he's talking about. Be ready for this guest. So like what you did with all those preparations that you did, what if the guest that was coming to your house was Jesus Christ? What if the guest that's going to come to your house is Jesus Christ? What preparations should you do then? What things should you be getting ready? It's hard to, it's hard to think, right? Because this is a very different kind of a guest, right? This is someone who could come in and see rocks on the table and make bread out of them. So that'd be really cool, wouldn't it? Well, so definitely you can congratulate him for being God. I would agree with that. That's a good thing. But before he gets there, what should you be working on? I would do nothing because he won't judge me. Oh, I think you should do something. That's how we change on the Baptist just said, did he? One mightier than I is coming whose thongs I can't, the thongs of his sandal I can't even help him with. I can't even clean his feet. So I think St. John the Baptist is using that word repentance for a reason. That's the one right there. You see, that's the one right there. To get ready for Jesus to come, certainly we clean the house. Well, just like any other guest is coming, right? You get the food and you get all the decorations and you get everything ready. But also, St. John the Baptist is saying, get your soul prepared to meet Jesus, right? Get your... See, here's the thing I don't think we realize. When Jesus is coming to us, Jesus wants to come to us. He loves us. He wants us to be right. And so think about the things, like if you've ever made a mistake, have you ever made a mistake? Yeah, I make lots of them, trust me. You ever make a mistake? I make lots of them. But when you've made the mistake, and like I remember like my parents would say this, when I made a mistake, there was one thing they said every time when I said I'm sorry. Think of what, kind of. Like repent, but they didn't use those words. They said, and try not to do it again. So think about what you did and try not to do it again, right? Try to do something good next time, not something bad. So when we think about Jesus coming to us and Jesus comes to us all the time, shouldn't we be preparing our lives and getting ourselves ready? 
and doing all sorts of good things. Jesus, well, Jesus actually, he, he went to parties, you know. He went to the wedding feast in Cana. And he was dancing and having fun with all his friends. So I think when he comes to our house, he's just going to be like anybody else who comes. He's going to laugh with us. He's going to cry with us. He's going to do all those things with us. But the one thing is if we're going to receive any guest, especially someone as wonderful as Jesus, we also should be thinking about our lives and making sure that everything's in order. So one of the things that we need to do every day is to take care of each other, right? To bless each other with the gifts that God gives us. Does God give you a lot of gifts? He blesses you with you, like your family and your friends and your home. And we should be able to share that with everybody else, shouldn't we? And that's a big part of like with our Jesse tree. That's why we have these baskets here. So people who don't have food can be fed. People who don't have food can be given food because we're being generous, right? We're being helpful. So here's what I want you to do right now. Why don't you go back, find your moms, your dads, whoever you came here with, give them big hugs and kisses for me and let them know that you love them so much and that you want to help them in any way you can so that you can be ready to have Jesus come over. And you know, moms and dads, one of the things that I realized, our series for Advent has been under the title Coming Home. And a lot of times I think we make the mistake of thinking that it's us coming home to our own homes. But really, that's not what this series is about. It's us coming home to the home of getting ourselves ready to go to the home in heaven. And so every act of hospitality, everything we do within our family, all the good things that we do are preparations for our coming home to Jesus Christ, are preparations for us getting ready to be with him. And so if we can be hospitable to others in this life, if we can live the heritage that's been handed to us from generation to generation to generation of our love for Jesus Christ and the way we love him with our lives, that's so incredibly important for us to remember. And so in your family and in your homes, don't be afraid to keep inviting Jesus to be part of your family. He wants to be part of your family. And in our journey, towards our heavenly home, together, our love for one another will continually be strengthened. And we will, like John the Baptist, be able to hear those words, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the paths for our God. You know, those people, and, and I say this all the time, those people who went out to see St. John, if you've never been to that spot on the Jordan River, if you've never been in a, out in that desert, this is before air-conditioned motor coaches, which is the way I got there a little bit more comfortable going out into the desert when it's 112 degrees out. They went out into this desert area to repent. And some people complain to me that it's hard to get to confession because it's all the way at the church down the block. So maybe consider just examining your conscience a little bit this week and seeing those areas that are weak, that need work, and then making that plan to make some changes, making that plan to say, you know what? Yeah, I am, a, I am a source of anger. I, I get angry so easy. How am I going to change that? What grace can I accept from Christ to change that and then work on that? Maybe I, I have this tendency to want to eat too much and I get gluttonous at times. How am I going to change that? These are the questions that preparations, the preparations we need to, these are the questions we need to be asking. And so as a family, gather together, pray together, love one another, but also remember we're not in this world to stay in this world. We are on our way home 
And when we finally get there, God willing, whenever it'll be, whenever we get there, it'll be a joyous reunion with all of the matriarchs, patriarchs and family members that have gone before us, all of the friends and the families where that party is going to be like no party we've ever been to. It'll be splendid. So keep working at it. God bless you.